0: Well, hello, welcome back to the BU Podcast. My name is Jasmine Knox. I am your host. Thank you again for joining me for another episode. I know it's been a minute, but today I want to talk to you about a book I just finished reading. It's coming from Sarah Jakes Roberts, who is a co-pastor here at the Potter's House at One LA Church in Los Angeles, and also the Potter's House in Denver, Colorado. She's also, I'm sure you know, the daughter of Bishop T.D. Jakes and married to Pastor Tere Roberts. She recently released this new book called "Woman Evolve, Break Up With Your Fears and Revolutionize Your Life. And I got to tell you, it is so good. So before we dive into it, I want to give a huge thank you to my friend Tiffany. She's the one that introduced me to this book and said, Jazz, you have to read it. After a couple of conversations we had, she was like, this book, I promise you, is going to change your life and I'm giving you money to go buy it because I want you to have it that bad. And I did, and it definitely shifted my perspective in a couple of areas of my life. So, Woman Evolved. Basically, this book talks about Adam and Eve in the garden, but mostly Eve. Um, I'm sure you know this story. Adam and Eve ate from the tree of life, and they were supposed to. And because they did, we experienced so much hardship today. Now, Eve is so frowned upon in the Bible because so many people to this day blame her for our menstrual pains every month, or um, the childbirth pains, just everything negative. (laughs) I think us women are so quick to blame Eve for. And I like that in this book, she flips the script and gives you a more deeper perspective on why Eve ate from the tree with only a little information that she had and resources. And what she does with that story is that she ties it into our everyday lives on how we're constantly punishing ourselves and belittling ourselves and doubting ourselves based upon our past mistakes when we only made the choice that we made based upon the information that we had. So there's no reason why that we should continue to like punish ourselves for something that we can't undo by the way if you are a man listening to this right now uh don't get thrown off because i'm talking about the woman you too could benefit from this book i promise you there's a couple chapters in the book i think that gives off a male perspective but uh regardless you can definitely benefit from this book or if you want to impress a lovely lady in your life you can always make that investment buy the book for her just throwing it out there (laughs) um i want to share with you some of my biggest takeaways from this book though So in the first chapter called Know Better, she talks about pretty much Eve knowing better but didn't do better by eating from the tree. She was deceived by the serpent and she questioned herself because all she knew in there was that the whole garden was considered good. So how can this tree be so forbidden and bad if it was good? So one of the things Sarah points out in here um, that stuck out to me was stop presenting your truth, feelings, and emotions and then dismissing them with I don't know. Stop introducing a phrase that leaves room for uncertainty within your soul Um, That really stuck out to me because I think oftentimes we are all very quick to say I don't know or I'm okay Just to kind of like shy away from how we truly feel But what she brought to my attention is that when we express what we know It doesn't put us in a box. It doesn't bring shame or anything. All it does, it just leaves more room open for us to grow and change and evolve. Um, Basically, we can start the journey of discovering what we don't know when we do embrace what we do know. So anytime that you're feeling, I guess, maybe down, um, instead of saying you don't know what your feelings are when you really do know, you're trying to hide from it. Start speaking up what you do know. That way, it's easier to help identify the things that you do not know. Now, in chapter four, A War of Speed, she talks about pretty much just running your own race and owning where you are in life in the present moment. There's one that stuck out to me where she said, your performance does not reflect your worth. The only way that your performance can ever get better is if you live in the consciousness that even being wrong is a blessing because it can help you be better the next time around. Woof, That was relatable when I first read that because one thing is for sure, in the past, I never thought my faults were a blessing. I never viewed it as that. I always thought my faults were my faults, you know? Um, But it is a blessing in disguise because you're in the space to learn from it. You know, everything that we experience, whether it's good or bad, we're learning, we're growing. We know not to do it the next time or we know what we can improve on, that's one thing that really hit home. And also there are so many times in the past where I used to equate my worth to my performance. If there was something I was working towards and I didn't receive that, I immediately thought I'm not worth it. And that's not nearly the case at all. What she also mentions where I highly agree with is that we as people get so comfortable living beneath our potential And I think that's because we just find it to be safe. By attaching our worth to our performance, we allow one bad experience to justify all that we are when that's not even the case. And I know it's probably safer to just hide away and not take a risk, but all we're doing is just preventing ourselves to grow and evolve. Now let's fast forward to chapter 8, God Goals. This is probably one of my favorite chapters in the book, and she pretty much just gives you the rundown on why setting goals is important. And um, one thing that stuck out to me in this chapter is when she mentions, by beginning to set short-term goals, even if you have to set them day by day and not weeks or months at a time, you are giving your brain an opportunity to be rewired. When your goal is so far beyond where you are, it can be challenging to feel motivated to even start working toward it. But when you break down the goal into bite-sized pieces, it gets much easier. Our goals can change our mind. Now, granted, I'm a firm believer that goals can change your mind. But I really just... I have a little, like, a love-hate relationship when it comes to setting goals. There's moments where I get lazy. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. And there's also moments when I'm thinking to myself, like, dang, when I set that goal... didn't work out don't want to set a goal again sometimes i just think that setting goals puts too much pressure on you but at the same time i think we need that pressure because our brains are exercising when we have goals we're working towards something so it's really good to constantly keep those brain cells moving and um, i just really like how she touched on that because it just reminded me to get back into the rhythm and go for it because i noticed that when i did set goals and I achieved those goals, I was in a much happier place. It's just a thrill you get from like crushing what she had like started out to do, you know? It's like, dang, I did that. (laughs) All right, so now chapter nine, set it in motion. This chapter right here, she discusses why it's important for all of us to really set in motion the things that we were placed on this earth to do. And she also breaks down a little more of Eve's story about how after Eve ate from the tree, her destiny was still to produce, right? So she had two kids, Cain and Abel, but unfortunately, Cain killed Abel out of jealousy. And then uh, Eve later ended up producing again and had two other kids, Seth and Enosh. So what she brings up is, um, I wonder if you could be like Eve when it comes to your seed. I wonder if you can make a decision that just because the seeds you produce in the past didn't become what you had in mind. You won't allow that to keep you from producing seed. Eve must have decided within herself that she wouldn't stop producing until her seed looks like what God said. And then she further says, Do you have what it takes to throw another seed in the direction of your destiny? Because here's the deal. Until Eve's seed had an encounter with God, she had to keep producing. Now, that really stuck out to me because, um, like I had mentioned before, there's so many, like, trials we go to and of course it's a part of life. But once you plant that seed and expect it to grow and it doesn't grow, or if it grows a little bit and later dies, it's like we sometimes start to become so discouraged and and don't even feel like producing more. We don't feel adequate enough to even give more because of what happened in the past. And we are not defined from our past. We're not defined by our past, period. Another thing, too, that she highlights is that we're not just setting in motion to enca- make an encounter for ourselves. We're not planting seeds and doing all these things for our self fulfillment. But what we're doing is set an example for more generations to come after us and after us and so forth. So um, we have to constantly remind ourselves that everything that we are working towards building is just setting up um generational curses to be broken all right so moving along to chapter 10 don't do it alone this chapter she talks about the importance of having a team supporting you when it comes to working towards your goals and while you should always choose confidence over competition it is so common and i don't know why that women bump heads they're always competing with one another there has been cases where i've entered rooms and people don't even say hi to me I don't know why that is, but it just occurs. Um, So after every chapter, she has an exercise called Working It Out. In this particular chapter, what I really enjoy is that um, she has you list three women that come to your mind first. Then she asks you to write down something that they are really gifted at next to their name. And after you've done that, she wants you to consider whether or not these girls know this about themselves or not. And I really like this exercise for two particular reasons. One, because it's really easy for you to affirm something great in someone else. Two, it kind of gives you a perspective of what people may think of you in a good way. Like, I think it's so quick for us to think like, oh, that that person knows that she's beautiful. That person has to know they're smart. But do they really know that? There's sometimes we have a lot of gifts and talents within us that we don't even know we're really gifted at because sometimes we're chasing one thing when we're really skilled in another platform. So I really like how she breaks that up because it challenges you to be supportive of someone else with effortless ease. Now fast forward to the last chapter, chapter 11, Wild Woman. This chapter, she sums up everything that she was talking about in the beginning. Eve's story about how she knew better but didn't do better. And she correlates that with our lives and how there's mistakes that we've made in the past when we knew we should have done better, but we didn't. However, there was still a promise hanging over our heads because God already had redemption planned for Eve when she ate from the garden because, of course, he knows what's going to happen before we even know what's going to happen. So to tie it all together, Sarah Jakes Roberts leaves us with this right here. I want you to know that there's a place on earth that has been reserved with your life in mind. Your destination hasn't been canceled nor has it been denied you may have found your place once but somehow lost your way that place is still yours and because you're still here there's an opportunity for you to get back to your place and experience the life God had in mind when he created you now I don't want you to think that this book is just like a super-duper religious book because it's not yes she talks about God Yes, uh, Sarah Jakes is a pastor, but I don't want you to think it's just too It's too religious to the point where you can't really relate to it or that you can't understand it because you can I really enjoy that. She gives you an exercise every single chapter That really challenges you to like take inventory of what you just read and I definitely think it's a book that we all can relate to because of course we are all Just on the same journey making the same mistakes and trying to figure it out and also setting up examples for the next generations to come. So I highly recommend that you check out this book if you're interested. And if you have a book that you recommend, please let me know because I'm always looking forward to reading something new at Jasmine Knox, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let me know. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next week right here on the BU podcast.